Should we talk about Josh Allen, who was awesome? He's he was elite. not trash. He was awesome. I loved that game. Josh Allen looked so good. The Bills, now they feel like a team that is also like their defense is starting to, to round into form. Shout out Nick Mullins, who is one of the greatest garbage time quarterbacks of all time. Like that drive at the end of the game. Did you see that stat? The fastest or the, the most yards in their first 12 games in the NFL? It was Mahomes, Andrew Luck, and Nick Mullins. Holy That's one, shit. two, three. <laughs> That's because amazing. at the end of games, he is just racking up yards. Yeah. He runs the best two minute offense down 14 or 17 uh, with a minute and 10 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. I, and you know what the weird thing is? I, I, I could also see the 49ers coming back and winning like three out of their next four games. Well, that would. They could always surprise me. <laughs> Three yeah, out we're, go- we're going back to Washington football. Three out of the next four. four yeah. What's the one? What's the one? No, but I'm saying that the, the 49ers, I don't think that they're a bad team, which means that this win by the Buffalo Bills was even that more impressive. But yeah, no, I Josh I Allen played his nuts off, and what I really love, I, I, I don't think that there's a combination of quarterback to wide receiver that I enjoy watching more in the NFL than Josh Allen to Cole Beasley. Yeah. Because when Cole Beasley, when his little body catches a Josh Allen pass, it knocks him back like five yards. He gets knocked into the end zone on a regular basis by the velocity of Josh Allen's pass. It's actually a good – it's a, like – it would be Tyreek Hill and, and Patrick Mahomes, DK and Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen and Cole Beasley, and then <laughs> what? That's – the no, I'm being honest. Maybe Stefan Diggs is on there. No, I'm just saying like the – No, I know. The, the most fun to watch. Yeah, the visual. Yeah, yeah no, I'm saying the most fun to watch. Yeah. These are the most fun to watch. And then uh, I'm trying to think of what's the least fun to watch – uh, of any receiver, receiver, uh, quarterback combination. Uh, let's see. I would probably go with Ben DiNucci and anyone. Yeah, probably, probably, uh, probably Mitch Trubisky and uh, Cole Komet. No, because Mitch can fire. No, in that's there. fun, actually. Mike Glennon and whoever Who, plays like receiver the fourth, on the Jaguars. Yeah, the fourth receiver on Who, the Jaguars. Not DJ Chark. Yeah, that would that would be up there. Uh-huh. Lavisca Chenault. LaVisca Chenault's okay. I like him. Yeah. Colorado. Very Shout cool out Colorado. Too. Shout out the Buffaloes. I'm, uh, I'm up in annexed in my bedroom. We've got people over. So, you know, recording at the dinner table isn't going to work tonight. Ah, fair. You oh. mean your guests don't want to talk about uh, the NFFL playoffs? Playoffs? You know, playoffs? Their loss. How are you doing tonight, man? Dude, I'm doing well. I've got this Thursday night snooze fest on. God, how about them Patriots, man? Oof. Yeah, they're uh, they kind of suck, huh? Yeah, and I feel bad because Cam Newton's such a great guy. Like I actually like him, but he is just not good. <laughs> he's not good. I don't no. know what it is. He's not, man. He's not. Uh, we got a few guys in the league who have got players playing. I see Brooks does. Dan does. Derek does. How are they looking? Tom, oh, man. I'll tell you who made a good choice. Tommy. 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 He's got the Rams defense playing tonight. Wow. He's closing the gap on Gabe? Uh, he, he is. His defense has 19 points right now, and there's only four minutes left in the game. Sheesh. Robert Woods isn't looking great, though. No, yeah, so maybe that evens out, right? He was projected to get about 17 between the two of them, and he'll probably walk away with, like, 21. So, yeah. hey, that's good news. Congrats, Tommy. We'll talk about you a little later. Uh, Anyone how- got Cam Akers? 
Uh, you know, I, I don't see anybody that's playing them. I can tell you in my family league, I started them. I don't you see anybody s- in our league. You smarty. Yeah. Injury I'm, reports got him. Ah, he's got him sitting on his bench. Ooh, must be. He's only got 104 points. Yeah. And sure as shit, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, football. It's a son of a bee, isn't it, Derek? Oh, man. All right. Talk about son of a bee, Vince. Let's just do it, man. You were up by like uh, 21 points on me after the first week of the playoffs. How you feeling? Not great. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Dude, it is rough. We're going to talk about that. I just Here's my thoughts. Last week, I, no, I'm going to go off on last week. Can I talk crap about week 13? Let's go. Okay, week ter- 13 sucked. Week 12, I scored 182 points. In week 13, I scored 82. It's a 100-point difference. Mm-hmm. Um, week 13, you got Alex, who always puts up way more points than Brooks. Uh, they're playing each other. I know it's the table, but Brooks ends up outscoring Alex. That's just proof the NFL is not going right. You want more proof? In week 13, the Steelers lost to the Washington r and the Ooh. Seahawks, my sweet, sweet Seahawks, <laughs> lost to the Giants. Like, what the F is going on in week 13? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and maybe this is self-centered. I, I, can, I can go even further. Gabe's in my family league. Gabe is just typically dominating. He set up a huge score in week 12. Mm. I, I beat him pretty good in week 13. Like, it just, we're in the playoffs over there, too, he and I. Um, so you think maybe you only get luck in one league at a time? No, my, th- my thought is, week 13 screwed up good fantasy teams. Mm. Guys who typically well over the last 12 weeks botched it. Teams that have been doing well in the NFL botched it in week 13. So my hope is they come back swinging hard in week 14 because I'm going to need that to come back and beat you. That is quite the theory. You may be on to something. Um, Russell Wilson's got a couple of juicy matchups this week. I mean, you've got a bunch of juicy matchups, and I don't know which which uh, matchup of the NFL or NFFL teams you want to start with, but oh, baby. Mm. Well, yeah, well, we could – we could start down at uh, at the bottom, down there sure. with the exciting stuff. We've got Jake versus Dan. Okay, um, Jake. Let's see. Dan has a two point lead. Um, mm-hmm. and and NFFL league members, do I have a treat for you? You ready for this treat? Oh, I reached. I reached out to the bottom four members of our league this week. And uh, I asked them for quotes (laughs) that I could share on this podcast. So I have a quote from both Dan and Jake. Um, But if you know Dan, you know this is going to be a hell of a quote. So here we go. I'm going to do my best to not laugh out loud and screw it up. You guys ready for this one? This is coming from Dan. So from my, my interview with Dan, Dan says, this is a big week for me. It could mean the difference between maintaining the exercise-free life I enjoy or 
being forced to physically exert myself while binging on delicious treats. Jake, it's me, Kirsten Garn. I wanted oh. to send you this message before the game this weekend. And, well, I wish you the best. Lord knows we've had our ups and downs. Oh, God. Seems like just yesterday you were enjoying Christmas, a Christmas visit with my parents in Folsom. I want you to know, though, that I'll always hold a special place for you in my heart. Whenever I'm playing a terrible team in the NFFL, I'll think of you. Whenever I watch Pete and Pete and their adult friend Artie shows up, I'll think of you. Whenever it's the Super Bowl and I bake little greasy pigs and blanket snacks, I'll think of you. Whenever I see those small baby corn on the cob things at the store, I'll think of you. Whenever I hear a song by Little Richard, I'll think of you. Whenever I'm, th- whenever I'm hiking and see a baby woodpecker, I'll think of you. Whenever I see the head of a newborn turtle poking out for the first time of its life, I'll be thinking of you. Whenever my kids leave a naked Ken doll laying around the house with his smooth, vacant underparts, I'll think of you. Whenever I'm having trouble getting a good grip on the little oil pan bolt under my car during an oil change, I'll think of you. Whenever the Niners are fourth and goal in overtime and they just can't get it in there, I'll think of you. Jake, my little Jakey Poo, I'm going to destroy you this weekend. Kisses. Love, Dan. That's a hell of a quote. I've got other quotes, but that one takes the cake. That was erotic. Yes. So I, as I was reading it about halfway through, I realized I think a lot of it was hinted at penis stuff. It sounds about right. And all yeah. of it was very small. Yeah. There's small things poking out, not fulfilling it. So Jake, he's taking shots of your small dick. Brutal. Sorry about that. Um, so what else? Let's, let's talk about Kirsten Garn. Neat lady. Um, Neat lady. Justin Herbert playing against Atlanta. That's going to be a good time for Justin Herbert. Jonathan Taylor having a good game against Las Vegas, I'm sure. But already in the hole with the Pats defense. If you're looking at his team right now, I mean, we all know his team's not great. It's the ninth ranked team in our league. Is there anything that stands out this week for you? Oh, man. The only thing that really gets my gears going is Mr. Cole Beasley himself. Ooh. That is one sexy mofo. Dude, he had a heck of a week last week. Yep. And we're just coming out of a little Pardon My Take clip where the boys talk a lot about Josh Allen and Cole Beasley. So this is very, very fitting. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm certainly excited about him. I think the Steelers are frauds. Uh, I think the Buffaloes get a win here. And I think Cole Beasley is going to be very involved. Ah, I like it. I like it. Okay. Cole Beasley does well. Um, back to supporting my week 13 was bullcrap. Uh, Justin Herbert, who's been on fire last week, put up four points for Dan. I think he'll make it up this week. You think? I think so. I think so. Against Atlanta, I think he's going to have a heyday. Week 13 was bullcrap. We should protest it. Um, You don't want to. All right. <laughs> so, as you know, Kirsten Garn would be playing Kirsten Garn's ex, which, again, how incredibly fitting that the season led to this with those two names. 
just incredible. We could yeah. not have, you know, I don't even know what the word is. We couldn't have set this up better. It's just true. Perfect. I love, I love whenever like a sports, uh, any athlete is just like, oh, it was just like a storybook experience. You couldn't, you couldn't have written this. And I'm right. like, well, time out. <laughs> have you ever seen like a good, like, okay, a good team, some tough injuries, they prevail against the bad guys and they win it all. Like, that's what you did. <laughs> yeah. You basically you, rewrote the storybook. Yeah. And you kind of do it at, like every time or, you know, you'll have. <laughs> Joe Buck being like, you couldn't have done, couldn't have written this. It's like, no, you definitely could. Scorsese could have actually probably written a better script, but this is cool because it's real life. I love that. It's almost like Scorigami, if you're familiar with that. You know, like first time the score has ever happened, it's like that. Yes, those are fun moments. All right, let's talk about Kirsten Garn's ex, known as Jake or Jakey Poo. Jake comes into this week with a quote. I'm going to share it. It says, I'm super nervous about playing Dan this week. <laughs> Quite the opposite of uh, yeah. Kirsten Garner's story. The confidence story. is not the same. There is more to the quote. I felt fine until stupid Amari Cooper scored a garbage touchdown. Alex, I blame this on you and feed Zeke. They fed him and he crapped on the Cowboys. What the heck, man? Dan, I've got a secret weapon. I've paid someone to tie Justin Herbert's shoes together so he can only score five points again. I can't wait to see you puke Oreos, but I'll cheer for you in the junk bowl because we've never had a defran brother in the junk trophy. So 2020 could be an amazing year for all of us. Either way, suck it. We're not friends again until this weekend is over. Oh, and your mom told me to tell you hi from her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Both of them coming out with some good trash talk. It's tough to beat what Dan Apgar whips up. I mean, he is a poet. Um, looking at this mom matchup, jokes are always always fair game here in this league. So good. very good. So good. Uh, Travis Kelsey, holy crap! Watching Travis Kelsey last week was ridiculous. I was just sitting there being like, throw it to Tyree Kill, throw it to Tyree Kill, which he did two times, fifty yards into the end zone, and neither of them counted. And then other than that, it was like, hey, Travis Kelsey, you want to catch like 12 passes? Amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine if we were a PPR league? Oh, Travis, Travis Kelsey might be the league's leading scorer. And Jake would not be in the in the junk bowl. Yeah. Well, don't. You're trying to recruit PPR. Don't. Jake, don't listen to that. You don't need that. <laughs> um, we've also got Adam Thielen, top five wideout in the league. He's got a nice little matchup against the Buccaneers who can't seem to figure out their defense these days. Uh, do you think Thielen gets a hold of the Bucs? Um, I think Thielen will do well, but I, yes, I think Thielen does. Um, but I don't really trust the rest of his team. Duh, he's the worst in our league. Um, right. Philip Lindsay's not going to come through, uh, and if he does, then the Panthers' defense, which, of course, Jake has that, uh, will struggle because he's got players on his team playing against his defense. I love that mix-up. That's always a good time. Also, he has an empty spot in his roster, and I wonder if he's going to fill it with somebody or if he's just like, bag it. Who needs it? Who needs it? I'd also think, hey, maybe you think about starting Tom Brady. I saw him on a couple love lists this week. Mm. 
Tom Brady over Kirk Cousins? It's Kirk Cousins. Who trusts that guy? Um, well, he seems like a fun guy. I listen to him on part of my take. I like him more now. He can take a joke. He certainly can. But Jake um, cannot afford no, Jake, a poor performance. Because, Jake, I'm looking at this right now, and here comes my projection. Uh, Dan is currently up by two. I think in just this week's matchup, Dan goes up by another five, winning the matchup by seven points. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I'm going to give it to Jake. <gasps> I think I like Travis it. Kelsey is going to have a huge game. You know, personally, I need him to have a huge game. Um, so I think Travis Kelsey is going to put up some massive wide receiver one numbers up in the, the 20 plus range. That's just straight up good news that you're out here dishing out. Jake would love that. Love you, Jakey. Pooh. I guess, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it would be funnier to see the name Kirsten Garn on the trophy than Kirsten Garn's ex. That would be demoralizing, actually. That, to have that permanently that on. <laughs> what was his name? I don't know. Kirsten Garn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We should just count this as the junk game. I think um, so. I bet the DeFran brothers would be okay with that. Uh-huh. They're not getting out of it. They're not getting out of this. You know who did get out of a game last week? That was Des Bryant. How about that with that COVID call? That was like, crazy. 30 minutes before the game started. Was that even like, last week? Wasn't that two days ago? <laughs> yes, two days ago. Tuesday. It was still part of the bullcrap week 13. My point is just getting proved stronger and stronger. Yeah, I heard about that. So uh, the Ravens, who now have Des Bryant, were facing the Cowboys in also TH or TNF Tuesday Night Football. And uh, he was on the field, like dabbing up all his buddies, saying hi to coaches. And I guess he got a test and he was tested positive. Yeah. I have no idea how they didn't just cancel that game right there. Right. I mean, it's just like the guy that's basically infected all of these people i don't know the whole thing didn't make any sense but no it's the nfl so who knows the week before thanksgiving uh half of where i work went down with covid i made it out alive wow yeah man dabbing up and doing activities it was like oh crap everybody like quarantine and get tested and half the crew went down dang but i made a serious hipaa violation you should not have told me uh, I don't think I shared any of the other stuff. And... Mm-hmm. 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 Dang it. All right, we need Dave on here to clear up HIPAA stuff again for us. Yeah, but how's it spelled? <laughs> yeah, he came out proud of that one. <laughs> Is it H-I-P-P-A or H-I-P-A-A? Oh, Is it like the baby. hippo? Now, but Gabe, Gabe came into this week, into this podcast listed as doubtful, but he's officially out, as everybody has noticed. Gabe is not on the pod tonight because Gabe has been barfing all morning. And then he asked us, how does one clear their throat when they're sick? And we had no good responses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Gabe, this one's for you, brother, and anybody here on the podcast. We've gone off on a tangent. Anybody who's looking for good news and loves good TV, I just saw 
that it's always sunny in Philadelphia just renewed for four more seasons. No so, way. Way, dude. The longest running live what? action TV show. It's crushed Friends or anybody else. I mean, The Simpsons have more, but they're not live action. It's always sunny. Four more seasons. Boom, wow. Gabe. Smile while you crap your pants and puke all over the bathroom floor. It's mm. incredible. Mm. I love it. I love it, too. I love it, too. All right. Where were we? The DeFran brothers. We got Derek and Matt. And this is a really good matchup. I, we should respect that. Actually, the Jake and Dan matchup we said was going to be good. It's a two-point game. We said the DeFran matchup was going to be good. It's a 0.6 game right now. Eesh. Like, that is, that's so good. It really is. Actually, the crappier the teams, the better the matchup. As we're going to find out by the time we get to me, you're blowing me out of the water. So we got we got quotes. Here we go. Quote from Matt Francisco. I like my chances to beat my brother, especially now that McCaffrey is doubtful. Sorry, Derek. But the thought of going the junk bowl still gives me diarrhea. P.S. I 100. And this is important. We're going to give him some credit here. P.S. I 100 percent responded to your text, Matt Dolan, last week and was willing to be on the podcast. Please let the world know that Matthew Dolan dropped the ball, not me. Niv High football rules. That is true. I totally missed his text. Damn. That's my bad. I, I, I dogged on him last week, and it was my bad. Uh, Derek cuts right to the chase with his quote. Ooh, I love it. Here we go. I hope to make him run and cry to my mom like the good old days. Spoken <laughs> like a true bigger brother. Oh man, but Derek does not get off on a good, good foot here. He still has Christian McCaffrey in his in his lineup when he could have started Cam Akers. Oh, oh. you mean the Cam Akers who uh, put up almost twenty points tonight? Yeah, and we knew Christian McCaffrey was not playing this week earlier today. It's true. He uh, that is totally true. He was doubtful. His feelings are hurt. His hamstring is hurt. His calves are hurt. One of his testicles is hurt. Everything is hurt on Christian McCaffrey. And now Derek's heart is broken. Mm, what if that's the thing that swings this? Like I mean, they all they all play for Christian. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's yeah, not what you yeah, meant. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Melvin Gordon, <laughs> Naheem Hines, and the Buccaneers D are going to rally together. Maybe yeah, it's right. that. I was actually thinking when you look at whoever he does start instead of Cam Akers, will that be the difference? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a difference because he's going to lose. Yeah, he's going to end up putting in Latavius Murray. Well, as you know, with the, the you know, the Storm and Mormons, that guy is such a ball hog. He'll probably give it to Latavius Murray for two one-yard touchdowns. True, go taste him out. Um... All right, let's talk about these guys. Man, are we on one tonight? Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? Josh Allen, holy crap, last week he went off. So that's good news. Miles Gaskin, I kind of like that. I like Miles Gaskin. Um, Mike Evans, if he plays, that could be exciting. Derek? I saw something about Mike Evans real quick. Nine Mm -hmm. touchdowns in the last 12 games. Yeah. That's good stuff. He's a touchdown machine. And it's all inside the five-yard line. So I feel good about Mike Evans. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Josh Allen. He is playing the Steelers. Sunday night football is going to be a big matchup. I think this one's going to 
kind of all be decided on that uh, that Sunday night game. All right. Well, he'll know because Sunday he's got a big game with not one, not two, but three Tampa Bay Buccaneers riding dirty for Derek. Ooh. Playing against uh... Matthew Francisco. Matthew Francisco's got some pretty good matchups. Aaron Rodgers has been on a tear. Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing at Detroit. You know those teams. They don't like each other. Mm-mm. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be playing this uh, this week. He did not last week, which is perhaps why Matt DeFrancisco only has a slight lead. I'm thinking this is going to be a major advantage. Uh, I'm going to say Corey Davis goes off again, too. I see that. What do you think about Michael Thomas? Is this guy finally going to play a game? Um, I'm not, he's not going over 10 points. I should, I was going to say, I should say he's played the last six games. He just hasn't been very effective. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right on that, which is such a bummer. I mean, we talked a lot about at the beginning of the season. This guy's the number one wide receiver in the league, which is kind of hilarious to think about now. He's currently ranked 98 and you've got the number one and number two wide receivers. So that's hilarious. They're on my team. Yeah. He has the numbers. That sucks. You go into the season going, I got the number one wide receiver. No, he's the 98th wide receiver. Damn it. No, it's almost like uh, the matchup of the Garns, right? There's no way in hell you would have thought that Michael Thomas would end up on the wrong side of 10. You know, it's like, this is crazy. It's true, Joe Buck. You couldn't write this script. Um, So what's going to happen? What do you think? Between the brothers... How's this going to pan out at the end of the week, knowing it's practically tied already? Man. I'm leaning. So I was just going to say I'm leaning towards Derek because of Josh Allen and Mike Evans. I don't think Melvin Gordon does anything. The the Broncos are inept. I want to lean towards – I'm going to give it to Matt. It's going to be close. I'm going to give it to Matt. I'm going to say it's close too. I'm going to say this week – there's a three-point advantage going to Matt, who already has the advantage. Matt barely scrapes by beating his brother by four. I think that's pretty accurate. Looking for a big game from Chris Carson? You know, just keep running the ball. It's all you can ask for. Mm, mm. Which means we're saying it's Derek versus Jake in the junk bowl. <laughs> Derek, that's kind of scary to think about. I mean, if he if he ends up with the junk, he's got to change his name, right? This has cursed him. Oh, I'm not going to tell you my plans for next season, but I've already got plans for you, Derek, okay? I'm not going to spoil it now. Just, uh, just wrap up this little idea, just like a Christmas present. I got some under my tree already, and I got a gift for you, Derek. I'm calling, I'll be delivering it on the internet, publicly for the world to know, preseason. Ooh, no matter what, whether he's the junk champion or not, we'll still see something. I'm going to say this needs to happen no matter what. Derek's not in a good place. I love it. Now, I was just looking at uh, Chris McCaffrey just so that we can all kind of feel bad for Derek. He's played three games this season, three games over 20 points, he has five touchdowns on the season, Jeez. actually six in three games. I mean, that's more production than 
Todd Gurley. Cool. <laughs> uh, I like it, Todd Gurley. We're jumping right into the Taint Bowl anyway right now. So oh, I love it. To you, Derek. That guy is a stud when he does play football. But, yes, let's talk Todd Gurley. The Todd Gurley, who uh, currently is actually sitting on Alex's bench. Oh, oh, Alex, did you bench Todd Gurley? Oh, he's not that good anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, I just <laughs> want to double check. Wow, look at that. The last one, two, three, four games, he's put up two zeros and 4.9 points. Wow. Yeah, Todd Gurley officially moved to the bench. Vince, you called it all along. Thank you. To be fair, he is, even with those horrible stats, he's still the 13th best running back in the league. True. And you know what? I was thinking about this today while I was showering. I was thinking to myself, (laughs) you know what? Alex may have drafted a top 15 running back. But the running back that I drafted is turning it on in the playoffs when it matters. Todd Gurley is failing and falling away, and he's trash. And David Montgomery, I'm riding this guy to the booty bowl. So you were riding this guy in the shower? Yes, visually, in my mind. Well, that's usually how it goes in the shower. All (laughs) right. (laughs) Alex. Alex is losing by 6.3 points to Brooks Lively. Um, So he's got to make a little comeback. He's got to make a little comeback this week. Not a big comeback, but a little one. Um, You you okay for another little side rant? Lay it on me, man. This is the night of side rants. This is is some stats. I uh, I was looking at stuff. Ultimately, I was looking at my situation. We're going to get there. I'm down by 21 points. So I went through every 2018 and 2019 playoff game, okay? Okay. So that's a total of 20 games, right? You got five matchups in round one and five matchups in round two. That's 10, and then it's two years of that. You follow me? I'm I'm with you so far. Okay. So there's, there's 20 opportunities. I was trying to see how many times has a comeback taken place in the playoffs. You know, you Ooh. go down, you go down in the first week, and you score enough points to come back and win. I feel it, like it's got to be low. It is. Out it of is. the twenty matchups, it's only happened five times. So it only happens twenty-five percent of the time. The losing team makes a comeback. What is the deficit in those games? I'm glad you asked. So in 2019, it happened twice, including the booty game where Tommy had the lead. And I came back. I remember this. Tommy was up by 16. And then I outscored him the next week by 37 points. It, It happened three times in 2018, also including the booty bowl where another firefighter had the lead by 23 points, and Dan came back and beat Matt Francisco by 31 points in, that, in, the, in week two of it. Wow. Yeah. So the biggest deficit uh, was that game where Dan was down by 23 and came back. All the other ones were small. So you're Alex, feeling good 
I mean, specifically for our matchup, which I'm sure we'll get to, but you must be yeah, feeling no, okay. Crazy confident, right? <laughs> that, yeah. That it's only happened five out of 20 times, and the average deficit is closer to about 11. <sighs> All okay. right. Well, I mean, do you have some more on that? Uh, you know, a guy who's made two comebacks actually in the playoffs when he's down is Alex and Alex is down right now. So that's why I brought this up. Mm. Alex, you've done it twice. You've been down in the playoffs and you've come back and won the next week. So buddy, can you do it this week against Brooks? Let's he's talk a closer. about it. He is a closer. He is a closer. All right. I'm rambling. Vince, what do you like about these teams? I've got a couple thoughts here. I'm looking at Alex's team. A lot is riding on Monday night. Lamar Jackson making sweet love to recently off COVID list Mark Andrews. I mean, if these guys can have a monster game, I could see Alex putting some distance between him and Brooks. Um, They'd make a beautiful baby. Yeah, that would be a wildly athletic child. Uh, Looking at Brooks' team, man, he's got Daryl Henderson, a measly 0.5 points. Not the start you want on Thursday night football. Not at all. No, I mean, everything actually I had read was, you know, Cam Akers was clearly becoming the number one. So you knew Daryl Henderson wasn't going to get a lot of touches, but he did it anyway. Yeah, that's a risky play. I mean, he had no one else. Well, I guess he had a couple wide uh, wide receivers. DJ Moore, I'm sure, will put up 30 points. You know, classic bench bench play. I, I, I think it's pretty obvious here. It's Alex, right? He's got Peyton Barber starting. Um, he's going to get a lot of the the uh, one through three down um, carries, and then McKissick's going to get, I guess, a lot of the passing downs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Washington. Niners are still kind of beat up. Zeke, trash. Keenan Allen, he's got Herbert. Devontae Adams is... I have no idea how Alex got Devontae Adams. I still don't know. Uh, you can ask the uh, number nine team who will. Uh... It doesn't doesn't even make any sense. CeeDee Lamb and Justin Herbert. But Man. I do think his team is going to be good enough. Like you said, Brooks is in trouble. His first player is already done tonight on Thursday Night Football. 0.5. You know he's in trouble when he's benching Kyler Murray, who he's kind of been riding this year. Um, And he's got the Dolphins defense playing against Patrick Mahomes, the number one worst matchup for your defense to play against. Brooks, if you listen to this podcast before (laughs) Sunday morning kickoff, ESPN is going to suggest any of the other 31 teams to be put into your defensive slot. You know what, though? I don't think Brooks listens to the podcast. Brooks, damn it. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at this Kyler Murray matchup. I mean, I think, are the Giants pretty tough against the the pass? I mean, it's crazy to bench Kyler Murray, the number two quarterback. It doesn't make any sense to me. The The Giants are heating up. They are. Sure. And Tannehill's playing the Jaguars. Yeah, I guess he's trying to play the matchup. I don't know. I wouldn't try and get cute here if if it were me, but. All right. Well, we've bagged on this one enough. I'm thinking uh, 
Brooks is up by six, but I'm going to say Alex beats him by like nine or ten this week. So Alex wins by like three or four points. It's got to be all these matchups, man, are close. So close. You know, you really need to. It's tough to put up, you know, ten more points than the other guy. And if you're already behind, it's going to make that the uh, margin of error is so small. So I think you're right, though. I think Alex is going to take this. All right. All right. Alex, congrats. You're going to win the first matchup of the Taint Bowl. Or maybe is that the full Taint Bowl? Was that it, really? I know some other team will move up and move down, but they were the Taint teams. Yeah, Mm. I haven't looked at the... uh... The... I don't know what the real rules are on it, but that's a Gucci goo gooch time. <laughs> All right, Gabe and Tommy. Oh, Gabe, I feel for you, man. You're out there puking. And you have to talk all day tomorrow on the phone and sell homes or whatever you do. <laughs> um, Gabe, down about five and a uh, half points right now. Say that again? Gabe? He's down about five and a half points. Well, yes and no. In real time, that's true, but he's going into the week up by 17. I see. All right. Go ahead, sir. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but Tommy came out, you know, with that hot defensive move. That was a good move. All right. So Gabe is up by 17. Tommy's already kicking butt. Let's break these teams down. Looking specifically at Dirty Bird right now, our third seed player. I'm not loving his matchups. If we're looking at Christmas colors, I'm seeing a lot of red and not as much green as I would like to see if we're playing the matchups. But gosh darn it, he does have Patrick Mahomes, and that guy's really good. Anything is possible. Anything is possible with Kermit the Frog, Mr. Mahomes. Uh, You're right, though. What about James Conner? I heard he just got pulled off the COVID list, so he should be playing this week. Um, uh, But his last three or four weeks that he's played, he's been fairly pedestrian. Um, I don't know. I I think the Steelers have to get their run game going. Um, I don't know if the Bills are the team that will bend to that, but they need to be a bit more balanced. They've been giving Roethlisberger the ball quite a bit, and – not only is he hurt, um, they just didn't look that great against the uh, the Washington football team. So, I don't know. I'm not too hot on James Conner. And to be honest, I never have been. Um, awesome, awesome story out of college, but I've never been that high on Conner myself. Um, how about this one? We're going over to Cook and Ball Torture. Uh, he picked somebody up off of waivers. He picked up Taysom Hill. So he did. I saw that last week. Most but dropped him. And Gabe, probably not trying to get cute, said, my Philadelphia Eagles suck. So Taysom Hill's probably going to have a heyday against them. So he picked up Taysom friggin' Hill to play against his Eagles. And it's going to be one of those weird ones where if the Eagles win, he'll be like, ha ha, my Eagles won. But his fancy team will suffer. I don't know. But if you remember, he does have the number one running back, Dalvin Cook, the number four wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, the number two tight end, and Darren Waller, who went insane last week, which means he probably won't do anything this week. 
But uh, his tight end scored 32 points last week. It's that crazy. is stupid. stupid. That is stupid. Again, week 13 was stupid. Yeah, Gabe's got an interesting situation here. Um, he's starting Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I don't understand why. He's still in the league? He's got Jalen Rieger, obviously an eagle, but I don't understand why he's starting. He uh, also has Carson Wentz. He's got like six quarterbacks. I don't know. Gabe, what are you doing, man? I love that he hasn't let Carson Wentz go. He's he's I, he lost the starting spot. I love that he has an opportunity to score. Point one points is the projected for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Love that. Uh, the one other hey, thing. Gabe. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, Gabe, if you got any balls, you'll put Carson Wentz in. Yeah. Show us your balls. All right. Now, what I was going to say was uh, the wide receiver situation. Julio Jones still hampered by a hamstring injury. I don't even know if he's good to go. And if he doesn't, who does he put in? Uh, nobody. There's no one. Uh, he'll pull one. He'll pull one of his flexes. And then what? But even <laughs> okay. Good point, Gabe. You might need to drop Carson Wentz for a flex player. Yeah. If you're open to feedback, that's not a bad idea. Also, I want to go back to a minute ago when you asked him to show us his balls. Yes. You will be getting a text message from him and his balls. I uh, Did you I make that mistake man, once? I've definitely seen the mangina. Mm. Well, hopefully it's not just to me and it's to like a group of us, so I don't feel as weird. <laughs> uh, but the last thing I was going to say, Justin Jefferson – Holy crap, man. Number four wide receiver in the league. Uh, this kid's a young guy. Uh, I was going to say a freshman. His first year, kind of bananas. Do you think this guy has some staying powder, power as a keeper next season over Dalvin Cook? I imagine it kind of depends on where Gabe ends up drafting. But it's something to think about. You can get the you know a top five wide receiver, maybe a top ten next year in his second year. Um, at the twelfth spot or wherever wherever we can he can draft him. But something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is something to think about. It's a good point. Oh. Gabe, let us know. Um, all right, man. It's time to make a projection. Gabe has the lead by seventeen points going into the week, but Tommy's defense tonight has already scored twenty points. Where are you going? Where are you going? It's tough, man. There are some big holes in Gabe's team this week. Le'Veon Bell and Jalen Rieger, I, I don't get. Um, Taysom Hill's kind of, you know, boom or bust. I want to – I feel like Tommy maybe. This is a tough one. I don't really know. Okay. I was feeling good yeah. about Gabe's team up until – I think I'm getting confused by him, by Tommy now leading. Um, okay, so here's the question. Yeah. Does Tommy, does Tommy outscore Gabe just this week? Yes. Does he do it by more than 17.6 points? I don't think so. I'm right there with you. Tommy does better this week. Gabe wins the game. Gabe is on to the booty bowl. Mm-hmm. And who is he going to face? It's a big question. Crap, let's talk about You're that. You're in a bad one. spot, my man. Oh, my gosh. We're podcasting, and we're both in the 
you know, the big matchup to go to the booty. Joe Buck says there's no way someone could have scripted this better. These two friends podcasting met each other through a brother-in-law best friend. Like, no, you couldn't have written that. Made for TV movie. Yeah, this one's definitely a little closer to Hallmark, not not the big screen. <laughs> I, okay. I'd buy it for $3.99 on Amazon, let's be honest. This one's going to maybe feel a little bit like the last game we talked about. Yep. Uh, Vince, you are up by 21.3. You got to, how are you feeling? Just it's a big number, man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, a big change from last week when I told you, you know, I've kind of accepted my fate. I don't feel that good. I mean, I feel good this week. Um, I like my team honestly a lot. Um, I think if it wasn't, if I wasn't playing you, I'd feel really, really good. But right now, I just feel good. Um, I okay. I love my running back situation. I really like my wide receivers. I mean, I've got arguably the three best running backs on my team for week 14 in Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, and David Montgomery. Um, so I'm feeling good. You know, I'm confident. But I also realize you've got the two best uh, wide receivers, you know, a top five running back, arguably the best quarterback, you guys, you have phenomenal matchups. I mean, I just need to keep pace with you if it's po- if possible. But I know you can put yeah. up 200 points, so I, I'm conflicted. Yeah, I am. I'm praying for just a revenge game. Like last week, Derrick Henry put up less than five points. Revenge game. Russell Wilson lost to the Giants. Revenge game, which also means DK Metcalf lost to the Giants. Revenge game. Like, I need those top players of mine to just go off. Speaking of revenge games, not necessarily a revenge game, but Tyree Kill just getting screwed out of touchdowns. You know that him and Mahomes are friends. Like, I think I saw him doing, like, piggyback rides together. Like, he's going to be like, yo, Mahomes, you owe me a couple TDs. And Mahomes would be like, I got you, bro. Just run fast that way. You know what's amazing about Tyree Kill is that he had a bad game like fantasy wise and he still had eight points i mean if this guy doesn't have 25 points you think he died right like it's yeah i i don't understand i don't know what it is i don't know if it's patrick mahomes that makes him so good if tyree kill would be good even on the bears or the cowboys you know trash organizations i have no idea but he (laughs) he's unbelievable and i swear every time it's patrick mahomes throws that ball it just is like always goes in this i it's unbelievable it's so frustrating to watch and i've started hating patrick mahomes which is hard to do because he's such a nice guy yes he is a nice guy all right so tommy you're loving that right you want mahomes to throw a bunch of touchdowns so you can maybe beat gabe i want mahomes to throw a bunch of touchdowns specifically to the freaking cheetah himself tyree kill um yeah dude this is an exciting one dude it like I think I can outscore you this week, just like I thought last week. But to outscore your good team by 21 points, there's no way I can say I confidently can do that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking with the last matchup we talked about. I think you can outscore me easily this week. Can you do it by 20? You know, ESPN doesn't think so. Um, But, you know, you've put up 180 in a week, so... Certainly nothing's out of the question. If you put up 180 
you certainly deserve to move to the booty booty bowl. Um, but I'm gonna fight you, man. I, I've got a I've yeah. got a good team. I feel confident. But uh, yeah, you've got some phenomenal matchups and a bunch of pissed off players. Yep. And uh, I'm just looking at uh, one last little thing for us. How about this one, buddy? How about this one? Unless one of us changes our line, lost you there for. We will know. By I lost you there the... for a moment. Oh man, you lost me. <laughs> I can hear you. Well, can you hear me now, friend? I'm back to all right. Train of thought. Here we go. Bingo. What's my train of thought? You and me will know which one of us is going <sighs> to the booty by dinner time on Sunday. Neither one of us has. Sunday wow. night or all Monday wrapped up games. by dinner time. Unless, yeah, unless one of us screws it up by changing our. Yeah, roster, are you gonna throw Marquise Brown in there? Yeah, maybe Devin single. Okay? I don't know why you would do that. Actually, you know what? You should definitely. <laughs> I just don't. I'm a little worried about Mostert. To be honest, he didn't really get the love last week. The Niners yeah, are kind of got a shot at the playoffs. All right, <laughs> the Niners. No, no. I saw uh, that somebody today, and it got all this love on KNBR, local Bay Area radio sports channel. Uh, the quote was to have an offense as potent as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, talking about what. Uh, Shanahan could do if we got I know you're all trying to think who could it be which quarterback could the Niners bring in so we could be as potent as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes the answer yeah, is what? Matthew Stafford <laughs> and I was like the fuck I was thinking like who could we who, yeah, who could we trade up for in the draft <laughs> okay we got I know, I know. Everyone's gonna probably me. like, oh, we got. I was like Russell Wilson. I was like, <laughs> like did we somehow get Trevor? That's Lawrence not a trade. We're gonna Fields or something. Like, what am I missing? Matthew <laughs> Stafford. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. This guy gets paid. That's a real that, article out there right now. That opinion. Yeah. Well. Yep. Pretty I have amazing. To say. Um. Everybody, let's have a good week. I freaking love this league. It's amazing. We got a 50-minute interview right here. Like, this is the best. It really is. Good luck, Matt and Derek and Jake and Dan, trying to avoid the booty. Tommy, Gabe, Vince, good luck to you, fellas. Alex and Brooks, just have fun with yourselves. It was great as always. You too. Always a good time, brother. Have a great What's up from Jake's Kicking Corner? How are you guys doing? It is one week into the playoffs. We are looking hot and ready to rock and roll. And I've got some really cool things. First, some complaints about Dan's team, some shout outs, and some interesting statistics from this year and from last year. So let's dig into some Kicking Corner. All right, so we have got uh, some pretty good playoff battles going on. Uh, to end this first week, Dan and I were only separated by two points, which is pretty darn good. 
Um, a few complaints I have about Dan's team. One is that a garbage touchdown that Amari Cooper scored at the end of the game. I'll say it, say it again. I mean, Alex, you got yourself, you know, Zeke, and Zeke's not getting it in, and so they're going to throw it to Amari Cooper. You're killing me, man. You're killing me. Can you talk to Jerry Jones or something? So a few highlights on uh, Dan's team. Corey Beasley showed up. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that sucks. But one guy I want to talk about is Wayne Gallman. He's like a no-name running back for the New York Giants, right? And all of a sudden, they started playing football, and, and they're doing pretty good. And you know who this guy is? He is the replacement for my season-injured Saquon Barkley. So that is just like rubbing salt in an open wound, and that just sucks. So you suck, Dan, because you're sitting there slapping my, slapping me in the face with my own guy, my own replacement guy. So you suck, and Wayne Gallman sucks, and he's going to suck this week, and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, hopefully um, his tight end follows the tight end trends of scoring zero points ever, and uh, that will help me a lot. So... But let's, since this is Jake's kicking corner, let's go talk about the kicking realm. Uh, last week, uh, he had Brandon the Panis McManus uh, kicking for the Broncos, who scored five points. My guy, Harrison Bucker, whom you all know as the Chiefs kicker, scored 17 points. So I drafted Bucker, and I have had him on my roster all season for this very moment. He's been doing fine all season. But, I mean, honestly, it's for this moment where I knew that he would be a baller and score some points, and this guy is doing just that. He's keeping me in the game, and he's, I mean, that's a whole other player right there that outscored the Panis McManus 12 points. That's a whole other person. So, um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I'm going to outkick you, Dan. So suck on that. Suck on some rocks and go eat some Oreos. Get yourself ready for that. Um, here is an interesting statistic. Uh, actually, you know what? Before I get to that, I'm going to give some shout-outs across the league. So uh, some not-so-good shout-outs. One, Greg Zerlin for the Cowboys. He went one for four. That is bad. That's like you're going to lose your job there. And, I mean, but maybe not because the Cowboys are just having a rough season all around. And so they're all like, you know what? It's okay. We get it. You're fine. Like, it happens all the time. You know, we're not really going to win anything in this season anyways. So you just do whatever you want. And so he did. He he went for one for four. So whatever. Uh, good thing no one had this guy on his roster. Michael Badgley for the Chargers. This guy went minus two for the week. That was a bad kicking week. I mean, the Chargers had a rough time all around anyways because, uh, what, they got, was it 45 to 0? They got beat by New England. But if you saw him as kicked, you were like, what the heck was that all about? I mean, he had some really bad kicks, some really big shanks. So, I mean, this guy could be out of a job sooner than Zerlin just because of how bad the kicks looked. I mean, style matters, right? Am I right? Am I right? 
I mean, Dan knows what that's all about. He's all about the style. His team looks beautiful, but they suck. Uh, here's another shout-out. Uh, on the good side, we got Dustin Hopkins, uh, kicker for the Washington football team. This guy scored 14 points. Unfortunately, he was not on a roster, but uh, he turned the previously undefeated Steelers into now-defeated Steelers, and they're feeling it big time. Maybe, maybe not. But they lost, and that's what matters. And uh, Dustin Hopkins is the real hero there. Not to, not Alex Smith. Just kidding. Alex Smith is awesome. That guy is a baller, and I'm glad he's back, and he's doing so well. And he should get the Player of the Comeback of the Year award. Absolutely. Um, no question about it, in my mind. Um, so, and then uh, here's an interesting fact. There are four kickers on IR. I don't know if that uh, goes to show how bad kicking is or, like, how abusive it can be or that these guys are uh, pulling Michael Grammaticas and they're celebrating and then pulling and uh, tearing an ACL or something. I don't know what they're doing, but that's what it looks like. Um, Okay, so here's some interesting statistics. So this last week, in four out of the five matches, the team that scored lower had the better kicker um so in in matt dolan versus vince jason sanders scored 14 over vince's two points from will with one l lutz uh that's a big spread there um gabe over tommy he had uh justin tucker over jason myers um nine to four alex had the young ho code uh over brooks's tyler bass 12 to 10. And then the one that defies the statistic is um, in the DeFran brothers, Matt DeFran had Rodrigo Blinkenship for seven points, uh, who was outscored by Derek's Daniel Carson of the Raiders by eight, who had eight points. So not too far of a number off there. But what does this mean? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know, but it was really interesting because I was just seeing this uh, come out, and I was like, wait a second. So uh, all you guys on the the losing side of the first week, you can really thank your kickers for keeping you in the game even closer because you'd be down by uh, as much as 12 points, um, you know, 5 to 12 points um, for some of you if you didn't have your kicker who outscored theirs. So, uh, yeah, that kicking matters. And it's so it's fun. It's fun for me. All right, here's another statistic uh, that's interesting to look at. Um, 2019. Uh, in 2019, the first two-week scores combined, I took all the kickers that were rostered. So if you had one kicker one week and a different kicker the second week, then I just combined their two scores together. Um, and their average score was 15. Um, the outliers there, there was two kickers, one who scored uh, 30 and one who scored 23, and then one who scored 6 was the lowest one. Um, so uh, the highest scoring kicker was Will Lutz. And uh, he's... You know, not quite on that game, as we saw that uh, Vince only had two points from him this last week. Um, I don't know if that's because Drew Brees is out. That changes the whole game. 
but he had 30 points during the accumulative time. The second highest scoring kicker was Harrison Butker, which is my kicker, who had 23 during the cumulative two weeks. So I was scoring eight points over the average. Uh, that's what he did last year. Then if you combine, or if you look at the second week, or second round of playoffs, um, the average actually went up uh, to uh, 16.9, so we'll just call it 17. Um, so 17 points uh, in that second round. So it went up by two points. Um, let's see. Harrison Butker scored 20 points in that second round of playoffs for a total of 43 during the entire playoff booty uh, yeah, booty playoffs and FFL playoffs. Um, so, and Will Lutt scored 49. The average over a four-week um, playoff period for the NFFL was 32, and Harrison Butker scored 43. So he's 11 points higher than the average. So if you're looking for where to add points, I mean, you could say it in any position, right? I'm looking at kickers specifically. My kicker outkicked uh, those other kickers last year, and he's on trend to do it again this year. I mean, he's already scored... If he scored 17 this week, he's already higher than the average... Uh, he was the top kicker this last week, and so he's already higher than the rest of the league. So... Throw another 10 on there, and I've outscored Dan, and I got myself out of the junk bowl and into that comfortable chair to go watch him puke out some nasty Oreos while he runs. So, I mean, kicking, it's all in the kicking game. And from Jake's kicking corner, I freaking owned it this year, or at least right now I am, and you can take that to the bank and smoke it because I feel a whole lot better about my chances of getting out of that junk bowl and my name off that trophy. I mean, technically it's not my name, but it is my name. But we all know what we want to see on that trophy. So suck it, Dan. Jake's kicking corner. He's got the numbers behind his side. And uh, to all you guys in the league, happy kicking, happy playoffs. Good luck. I'm feeling pretty good about life. So kick them high, kick them deep, or don't kick them at all.